Hello, everybody. Welcome to episode three of our still unnamed podcast. We'll get a name sooner or later. Today, uh, a good topic would be office etiquette. We now tend to work in spaces that are very close to our neighbor. The days of the office where you could close your door are gone, although you, you actually have a private office, right? Yes, I do have a private office. And I've worked for the past 20 years in what's commonly known as a cube farm. I have a wall between me and my neighbor, but not much else. And the trend now is to make those walls even lower. You don't really have a whole lot of privacy at all anymore. So we really need to get you folks out there thinking about ways to respect other people's space. Okay, so, so first step about office etiquette. How do you get people out of your office? This is what I call the over-talker. They will not leave. There was, a, there was a situation where I was working with a colleague, and um, the guy we were talking to was notorious for holding people hostage. He started a topic, and he wouldn't shut up. And I'm not proud to admit this. I used the old fake cell phone call to get out of that one. I've done that, yes. Have you? <laughs> well, I used to work for this person who we would say one minute of you know actual work conversation, and the rest personal. This guy could talk about a bug crawling up a wall. <laughs> he would get into his personal life. He would actually tell me about his wife. She lost a lot of weight. She went down in bra size. I was like, what? <laughs> so he would call and say, can you come to my office? And we would then plan a, a, you know, a, a way of getting out. So we would come up with a way like, okay, in 10 minutes you have to come in and get me and tell me there's someone on the phone. And my people would actually do that. They would come, uh, uh, you have a phone call. Okay, got to go now. And he would still keep talking. But you would then, at least at that point, you can walk out. You know, like the old back step out. And he would just keep going on and on about his wife with this lump on her neck. And like, oh, God. You know, what is it about some people that they don't pick up the cues that normally in conversation, if someone's head hits the desk, that's normally a, a sign that you bored them to death, right? Some people don't pick up on the cues. No, I've come actually, I, I've come up to the, uh, the realization you have to be blunt and say, get out. Yeah, I, uh, you know, there's no other way for it sometimes. And by the way, speaking of uh, another topic that's close to this one is you, you hit on it. Some people just are inappropriate in what they share. I had a guy who started talking about his wife's problems with her, let's be delicate about it, her private areas. <laughs> They're not private anymore. Not anymore. <laughs> Acronyms come in again. TMI, TMI. <laughs> could use that and still be polite. TMI. <laughs> Don't care if you're depressed. I have my own problems. <laughs> Even hello can get you in trouble. You notice that? Yep. I have one person that it, you say hello and it's at half an hour later. <laughs> and it's like, how did this happen? <laughs> I mean, I've learned everything about his children, what college they go to, how they hate the stepmother, how the <laughs> stepmother hates them. And you really want to come up with inventive ways of getting out of the conversation. Well, maybe you should start talking to them about things they don't want to hear. Never thought of that. When people start complaining or they start talking about their own stuff and I get bored with it, I just start complaining about my stuff. And that ends the conversation right away. That's great. That's, yeah, that's, what you, that's really what you should do. I sat next to a guy who, I'm, I'm going to steal this one from Seinfeld. 
the loud talker. Now, you know you're in a space where people can hear anything and you insist upon talking at top volume, right? And the worst was when he would talk to his wife about personal things. Oh, God. Yes. And there was a time at which both his dog and his mother were constipated. And I couldn't tell which one he was talking about. But <laughs> he was either walking the dog or walking the mother. I don't know which one. Well, the results kept, it's going to be the same eventually. <laughs> I just... It's going to be a cleanup in aisle one sooner or later. <laughs> if he's talking that loud, just become part of the conversation. Start telling him, you know... You can use these certain types of, uh, you know, digestive requirements to help people clean people out. I do it myself. You know what? I never thought about that. I opted for the white noise. That was kind of you. Yeah. I figured there was no way I was ever going to change him. Yeah, but, I'm, you know, I'm a loud talker too sometimes, and people just tell me to shut up. So <laughs> I guess you're nicer than the people that work with me in my office. Now, what about... The opposite extreme. Yeah, the also, low talker. What did Seinfeld call that? I think the low talker. Oh, I had one the other day. I missed everything the person said. What do you What do you do at that point? Can you speak up? You don't want to be rude. You know, cup your ear or something. <laughs> you pull out one of those big horns like yeah. the, the 1930s. Eh? You just keep saying, "Aye." <laughs> well, just start misquoting everything he said. <laughs> yeah. So you were in Brooklyn the other day. No, I, I. Why did you say I was in Brooklyn? I don't know. I didn't hear the damn thing you just said. <laughs> and then you should speak loud at that point. When you're in a low talker, go the opposite. <laughs> there was a guy who sat right next to me, and he was trying to be respectful. I'll give him his due, but he was being too respectful, and I couldn't understand him. So as soon as he started talking, I would just go, "What? <laughs> huh? That's fair." Well, that's where you could fall asleep. (laughs) Your voice is so quiet and it has a very soothing quality on me. Yes, it's like tinnitus. It's like a ring in my ear. (laughs) I just hear this one monotone thing. (laughs) I think I just flatlined because of you. (laughs) And then you have... Speakerphone. Yes. Speakerphone etiquette. I am guilty of that at all times. I do not like to pick up the phone. It's nice to just hit the speakerphone. Unfortunately, the whole office hears the conversation. Oh, no. I would not abide that. I would not like that at all. Why do you do that? Seriously. Because it's easy just to click speaker. And I do have my own office, so you don't realize that the... The, the, the sound is going out. Oh, all right. So that's a, di- that's a different story because right. you are in your own office. But you yeah. do have the people with the speakerphones who sit right down the row from you with no baffle in between, no walls in between. Yeah, that's who, cruel. That, that's cruel. That's what it is. Then you got the person that likes to roam from cubicle <laughs> to cubicle. I mean, I had one person would come into my office and say, oh, I hope you don't mind me stopping by saying hello. Yes, I do mind you stopping by saying hello. Why do you need to say hello to me? <laughs> this is not, we're not in a social environment here. We're supposed to be working. You know, th- that's a great response, though. I don't really mind you stopping by to say hello, just not here. <laughs> <laughs> go, go talk to Josephine. See in the lobby. Yeah. See you at the next uh, fire alarm situation. <laughs> 
You going to the Christmas party? Let's talk then. Yeah. <laughs> but it's June. <laughs> it's okay. I, I'm sure we can, you know, we can no, catch up then. Don't worry. I'll remember. I'll remember. I won't forget. Take notes. Keep a log. Then you get involved with awkward silence. Yes. And I hate the awkward silence. I'm always the one that has to break the awkward silence. I don't know why. I just I don't know if you're like that, but I am. I I'm, I'm the one that can't sit there and there's no no conversation. I feel that pressure too. You know. Yeah. Some people don't care. They can stare at you for hours. <laughs> <laughs> Those people generally wind up in jail, by the way. But that's another topic. You know, people too have a lot of annoying habits that I don't think they realize are driving other people crazy. Like, I used to sit right across from a guy who cleared his throat all day long. <clears throat> all day long, nonstop. I, I work with a guy we call Dr. Click, because all he did was click. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, I will... What's clicking in this guy? Is he like a, a, a walking time bomb? The worst was I had a guy who had a bit of a flatulence problem. Yes. And it was chronic. It was constant. It was like a steady stream all day long. It seeps but, out. But I think people think they're in some sort of like vacuum that they don't realize that their behavior is affecting other people. I mean, how do you handle a situation like that? Maybe change, put different menus for lunch on his desk. <laughs> you put the Mexican, here's what you do. You put the Mexican menu with a big red X. So that leads me to, I think we should have a new segment on our little show here. A game or a hole. You bring in your A game, you respond to a, a, a dicey situation, and you're professional, and you, you really show that you, you know how to handle a difficult situation. A hole is you've act like a jerk, you get in a person's face, you, you make a bad situation even worse with lousy behavior. So let's use a real-life example. I'm going to, you know, do you mind if I give you a little A-game, A-hole quiz here? Please. I was sitting next to a, a person who was using a perfume that gave me an allergic reaction. All right? Now, I had to address this somehow. So let me put it to you. A game. What's the A game response? Um, I like your cologne, but it's killing me. <laughs> that would be the A game. Maybe not. You may see that the A hole. The A hole would be. Did you buy that in Kmart? <laughs> did you buy that by the gallon? <laughs> I think that would be the A hole. I'm probably better off the A hole. I don't really have much of an A game, which probably people are starting to realize. Well, here's here's how I handle it, and you can decide. Now this is an A hole or A game. Well, I'll let you decide, and I'll let the listeners decide. Okay, and you can tell me. First, I went to my manager and I said, "It's clearly the perfume that's causing this allergic reaction. I don't want to offend this individual. How would you recommend that I deal with it?" Of course, he didn't want to have anything to do with it. So he said, why don't you go and talk to her and ask her to maybe change her brand, which is what I did. I went to her and I said, look, I don't mean to be mean or offensive here, but I think I'm having an allergic reaction to your perfume. Is it possible that you maybe can switch to another brand? And she did. 
and that was fine. I didn't have the reaction to that new brand that she chose. Well, that was very nice. So I think you think that was a game. A game. You could have started choking, rolling on the floor, start foaming at the mouth. That, that could have been an A game. Can't breathe because of perfume. Throat closing. <laughs> Everything's gray. <laughs> then she could have She could have been a hole and said, "That was my purpose in the first place. I don't like you." <laughs> <laughs> and then spray it while you're in her office. Right in my face. This, right. Oh, my goodness. The, the, the outcome of that could have went a lot worse. Oh, yeah. Could She could have increased dosage. Another thing to be aware of is hygiene, right? Yes. I worked it. with a person. When that person left the elevator, he would leave an aroma for hours after in the elevator. It was like, it was like the, you know, one of the Charlie Brown characters. Then you get the guy that sweats all over you. You ever have that? And then you got that's the guy that always wants to shake your hand. You know, you, <laughs> oh God, clammy hands. <laughs> what do you do with that? You do you, you carry a face cloth around? You wash your hands off or something? Paper towels when you shake this guy's hand? Stay away from me, clam boy. <laughs> oh. You have any other situations you want to bring up? Dress etiquette. Being a manager, that's one of my responsibilities, is telling someone that the skirt's too short or your pants are too long. You know, the droopy drawer guy? <laughs> like, I never seen pants where the seat goes down to your kneecaps. You see that in the office. Yeah. You know, how casual attire, you know, no, we don't have casual Fridays anymore. We have casual everyday longs. We don't deal with clients. People really, what they wear, it's like unbelievable. Some of the stuff that I see is like, wow. One of the companies that I work for published some guidelines about, you know, what, what dress is appropriate and what dress isn't appropriate. I think those helped. But every once in a while, you do see somebody walk in with an outfit like, what the hell were you thinking? People don't care. You know, how yeah, about that... the tie with the stain, you know? <laughs> how about the blouse with the stain? All you do is fixate on it. Why are you staring? Because you have the coffee stain that looks like the map of Malta. <laughs> By the way, I wouldn't I wouldn't recognize the map of Malta if it hit me in the face. So good oh. good for you. Good for you on that reference. <laughs> I actually had a person that was wearing a tie that was shredding. And I and I went up to the person and said, if next time you wear that tie I will cut it off of you. Did you say that? Yes I did. Oh my goodness. Yes. I said, listen, you you really shouldn't be wearing this tie. You know. Tried to be nice about it. That's trying to be nice about it. Well, I start a game and I go to a hole. That's with me. I mean, I do try to be a game and say, "Excuse me, that tie is shredding." And then when you see the guy is not comprehending, you got to go to a hole and say, "You wear it again. I'm cutting it." <laughs> Good point. Actually, with a person that comes in, I mean, the, the person must be moth infested. I never see so many moth holes in a blouse in a person. <laughs> You're more holy than Mother Teresa. <laughs> That's a good one. Keep that one in. All right, I think we wrap this one up. Yeah. Thanks again for listening, folks, and uh, we'll see you when we see you.